Hi guys, and welcome to This Week in Lies. Just grabbing the microphone there. Um, for the, the show, second week running. For the second week running. Uh, the show where we reverse party political spin, expose bad journalism, and hopefully have a laugh, because if we didn't, we'd probably just cry. Um, joining me this week, we've got a few guests today. Um, we have a silent guest in the corner, Senor Pete. Hello. Uh, my co host. Well, okay, you need. Definitely, you need to be closer than this. <sighs> the people need to hear you, Adam. Need to hear your voice. Um, we've got. David Fisher. Hello. My co-host Adam. Alright. And Mr. Sheriff Officer TJ Hooker. <laughs> also known as Tom Jassy. Um, Tom, if you nod on the radio, mate, they can't see that. You usually have to speak. Sorry, guys. Speak up, Tom. Okay. Yeah. Am I not co-host, by the way? No, you are the, like, you're the third party in this love triangle. Am I co-host? Am I co-host? No, I'm just the host. I'm taking the microphone away for you. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Tom, give that mic to Adam. This is not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Can you switch your phone off as well, yeah. please, Adam? God's sake. This is a news show. And every week, put up with these guys. Every week, just not being able Coming to Coming from the job. person who doesn't actually read the news. Well, after going on last week's showing, I don't think you read Can the news Can we just either. get on with the show? Right. Well, everyone else can be nice and silent while I, start, whilst I talk about the economy. Um... I've muted your microphone for a reason, David, so you can't snore loudly whilst I talk about the economy. Um, basically, yeah, the first main story of the week's, um, it's about Greece, which now has a national debt of £455 billion. Um, Jean-Claude Juncker, the guy we've met before on the show, the apparent, uh, Nazi banker, according to the Daily Mail, because his grandfather built some sort of warplane, he's thus a Nazi obviously not true uh he said he wants to release 12 billion pounds uh 12 billion euros actually in aid to um to greece but the problem with is the whole situation is that greece has to uh and always has had to put in put in like austerity measures so it's got to be cut it's got to cut wages it's got to sell off government stock it's got to sell off nationalized industries art and even historical monuments which i thought was quite funny because i could just imagine someone walking off with the acropolis as i said earlier <laughs> just a couple of guys in like you know string vests from liverpool yeah just turning up, just going, you know what, fancy a bit of this Acropolis, just take a bit of it. Are the British Museum putting in a few bids? Yeah. Pretty much, they already own most of everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the the whole issue, while, why I've been asked to talk about this, because I actually know a little bit about economi economics. I keep saying economics and not economics. Um, because I do economics here. Um, and the, the, the point is, yeah, essentially, whilst it's boring, uh, if Greece actually defaults on its debt, it could kind of like ruin the euro and ruin europe um fish is looking glazed no i'm just going to skip out of this again because yeah. i can't stand the eyes that i'm getting the evil eyes basically no, no keep going fails, keep going don't understand this is this why you're doing this section <sighs> just, understand. You, tom understands slightly basically if if Greece fails and doesn't pay back its national debt there's going to be a large line of people wanting their money and they're not going to be able to get it um Basically, it could. If Greece don't pay their debt, then the euro is pretty much going down the pan because if they have to back out of the euro, then. Um, this is quite awkward for you, isn't it, Benny? I'm because you're talking now. to two people who have no idea about what you're talking about. Not bothering. About. Not bothering. Let's go to Syria. Let's go. Oh, can we just mention. No, uh, we're talking economic. more about Greece. No. Can we just I've mention got some jokes written and everything? Go ahead. <laughs> Tell your jokes. This is what this show's about. Can I just say one guy's name? Their economic secretary is called Philip Papadopoulos. That's a brilliant name. It's hilarious. All right. In the, yeah. in the face of the growing economic matters, that's actually hilarious. Yeah. I've got some suggestions of what they should have done, though. Go ahead. They should have at least nationalised the plate industry. 
So <laughs> guaranteed turnover every year. And I don't... Is it mostly just because they were too concerned with eating yoghurt and tzatziki to pay taxes? Oh. Good use of the Olympics as well, you could say. Let's give it to a country which we've technically just destroyed with the uh, 2004 Olympics. Yeah. They pretty much couldn't afford that now, if you look back. They could have saved about 141 billion of not doing the Olympics. But... Doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. No. Should we buy it and just make the empire again? <laughs> Can we Messages just... from Terry Tibbs. Thanks yeah. a lot, Terry. Very probably good. Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Original. Mm. And, uh... Talk to me. What? Talk to me. I'm Terry Tibbs. Yeah. Get on with it. This is rubbish, guys. Come it on, really step your is. game up. Step your game up, seriously. Come on, host. You've come back. I've come back. You've ruined my birthday already. Get laughed at. It's Adam's birthday, everyone. Why don't we give him a round of applause? Oh, yeah, my sister's listening, so <laughs> cheers for listening, Beth and Nick. Thank you for my money. It's very much appreciated. Basically, I have this big start, big opening part of the show. I just get laughed out, so I'm, I'm here to do a bad going. Job. I really don't care. It's just we didn't understand Let's anything. go to Syria. Don't ask me to talk now about it, though. Most of the show is being called out. Yeah, just literally, David and Adam afterwards just get outside. That's the first call out of the week. It's my birthday! I don't care Leave me alone! Syria. Talk about Syria. Well, what is there to say about Syria apart from the fact that their leader is a psycho? That's pretty much how you can sum the man up. Um, President al-Assad has said that the terrorists and outlaws wreaking havoc countrywide are trying to destabilise democracy in Syria. And, uh, he's also called them rebels, which Gaddafi has offered to lend Darth Vader and Darth Sidious to help Al-Assad deal with his rebel problem. Oh my god, they're joking! I'm sorry, I just really wanted to get that one in. I'm now getting evil looks from Ben and Fish. But, um, the family have had a 41-year dictatorship, which is pretty much a threat now. And, uh, Al-Assad has claimed that this revolution is by the Muslim Brotherhood, who are the agents of America, the West, and should be destroyed by the army. Which, when he means the Muslim Brotherhood, he means pro-democracy, protesters, and by destroyed by the army means just go and pillage different villages until everyone just stops complaining about you killing them all. That's yeah. pretty much Al-Assad's opinion. You're getting a lot of bans from the messages. Keep it up, cricket lads, because we don't like Adam either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, Turkey... It's your birthday. You can deal with it. Go ahead, Fish. Thank you, Ben. Sorry, no problem. Yeah. Turkey sort of broke their silence for a couple of days on what they were, their thoughts on Syrian troop movements were. They expressed their concerns and thoughts, which is nice they are thinking about them. It's essentially just sending a sympathy card, isn't it? Yeah. And they also said they hope can, Syria is successful in renewing itself in a stable manner. So I thought... Has Syria ever been in a stable manner? Focus to be, more on the, to renew itself to a stable manner, it had to be stable at one point. Yeah, I was more okay, focusing on the renewing part. Does it mean it's a country of time lords? <laughs> oh God! Oh, Honestly, new low. every every time <laughs> come back with this. <laughs> it's like people can't enjoy listening to this. Honestly, <laughs> that was a brilliant ah. joke. It's a new low if we're starting to make Doctor Who jokes. That's brilliant. I love that. Uh. And Sky News are also in there. They're uh, trying to put forward the case for the regime side as part of balanced journalism, apparently. What, Sky are doing balanced journalism? It's like allegedly doing balanced journalism. <laughs> yeah. What? Because fair and balanced. They've as said, long as your version of fair and balanced is <laughs> deeply conservative religion-based baptism. Yeah, well... Stuff. Apparently, if the government falls, then there'll be terrible instability in the country. Really? Which, you know... <laughs> 
Maybe Murdoch will take over it. Yeah. He'll turn it into a, you know, a decent country. Maybe he just wants the rights to Syrian volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That lucrative market <laughs> that everyone's looking to get in on. Syrian volleyball. Uh. Who was it who was good at volleyball? It was Osama Bin Laden, wasn't it? Yeah. He could have been like the poster boy if we hadn't shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out onto the yeah. field. Oh, well, hindsight, you know. At He's six like the, foot two. <laughs> the Thierry Henry of, like, the MLS or the David Beckham. We could have had Osama Bin Laden, the champion... Osama the bomber lives. <laughs> the thing is, we're laughing about all of what's going on in like Syria and uh, the Middle East, but quite a lot of people are actually getting killed. It, it's a little bit disconcerting that um, it's like that many countries in the space of maybe like eight months have decided they don't like anything that's going on. Have like revolted. It literally is the Arab Spring. It's it, it's you, not literally. Well, oh, sorry, Jamie Redknapp. Redknapp, Redknapp yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of like people have realised that. Civil rights are quite an interesting thing to have, you know, where you can say, oh, my government isn't that good, and then not have a bullet implanted in your yeah. head. Which, you know, I miss some of the leaders like that, but we really need to be thinking. It's kind, of like, it's kind of like, uh, was it Angela Merkel who said that Germany could do with a dictatorship? Who was it who said that? It may not have been Angela Merkel. <laughs> I'll just call her out anyway. <laughs> if she doesn't like it, she can come down to Berwick FM right now. Sewers, if yeah. it's not true. I'd like to distance myself away from that. <laughs> I do not want to get sued by the Angela. Germans. I know she's a big listener, so... <laughs> Family friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you know I come from that way, so... Yeah. Moving on to another not-so-nice guy. Zin Al-Albedin Ben Ali, who I thought it'd be a lot easier to say his name than what it was. Basically, we just call him Zin Adan. Yeah. We'll call him, yeah. Alright. He's uh, the former Tunisian dictator slash president slash ruler depending on which, you know, way you view him. Who, uh, he's been sentenced to 35 years in prison for embezzling state assets, gold, potentially... Potentially Nazi, Nazi gold. gold. <laughs> I mean, he's gold from Switzerland. He was also found to have stored £40.6 million in his house. Just in loose change. <laughs> Down the back just of the sofa. Literally just pull this sofa out and there's just a stack of money. Yeah. Um, he is yet to be sentenced for firearm possession, drug smuggling and shooting at protesters. He himself shot at protesters from his <laughs> palace. Just get it, get off the lawn. Well, he's also claimed that um, the reason why all this instability has happened in Tunisia is because there was a, a coup planned to overthrow him. So he flew his family to safety. And then you've also got the issue that they they got put down in Saudi Arabia. And he said, "Oh, plane, please wait, so I can come back and help my country." And uh, then he. he stayed there in a luxury hotel and didn't go back for <laughs> a month and a half and then came out when they said, oh, you, you go into prison for 35 very, years. Very much yeah. like um, Gaddafi's oil minister's extended <laughs> business trip holiday. Yeah. They just love their country that much. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not actually lost anyone at the moment, Gaddafi. Gaddafi, no one else has gone on secret spy missions to the rebels. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Apart from the people who have been bombed by NATO. Yeah. But then it also turned out that NATO are now bombing the rebels just to make sure it's all balanced. 50-50. Yeah. Six one half, six one half to the other. Is that is that what we're bringing uh, Libya down to? Yeah. There's the sky couple. news of wars. Yeah, balanced views. It literally is just some kinetic military operations. <laughs> Cameron said about the uh, military operations in Libya is that we have more missiles to bomb Gaddafi than he has time to last. So it's our plan to just keep bombing him until he can't actually stay there anymore. <laughs> until his fa face melts. <laughs> it's already <laughs> done that. 
I just love that comment that we just got in saying that Pete looks like Lembit Opic sat in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Great shout from. Where's uh, his cheeky girl? It's uh, from Mr. David Cameron, if anyone recognises him. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, move on to another revolting place. Yeah. Not as it's horrible, but to sum up what Ben called Yemen, that revolt thing that's going on there. Did I say that? Yeah, you were talking about it. Quality newscasting there. Yeah, yeah, we're going on to Yemen. It's pretty much the... Uh, the place it, that's revolting. Lots. Yeah. It's also the sort of football transfer gossip column of the world <laughs> at the moment. Just the amount of rumours about their leader. I didn't write down his name, so I can't tell you what it is. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's uh, currently in Saudi Arabia. Current, uh, he's got 45% burns, I believe it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, apparently he's from, either going to be coming from, from during from this for, he got bombed earlier. It's yeah. actually a very bad sunbed incident. Yeah. Tried yeah. to top up his tan and it just didn't go yeah. right. His uh, compound got bombed, basically. Fair enough. Yeah, he didn't get away from it. But uh, yeah, apparently he's either going to swoop back from Saudi Arabia and just like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever anyone yeah. uses the word swoop, I can literally just imagine them stood on top of a building, just ready to pounce on said country. Yeah. Or either he's dead. Or they're, they're going to swap him for a Saudi prince and £10 million. Because apparently he can do a good holding role. Split, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cash but plus... Um, Man City are probably interested. Yeah. Cash plus the player deal. <laughs> <laughs> plus there's Shot also... Um, people have been asking why America haven't been interfering. And uh, it's come to light from Amnesty International um, that America, along with the Yemeni government... Uh, used cluster bombs against potential Al Qaeda. Oh. Think those illegal things. That yeah. America actually started the campaign for to make them illegal. Yeah. How interesting that America are going back on what they said in the past. Hmm. Mm. And, and also telling me you can't be homophobic. <laughs> you can't oh, nick my yes. own joke. Yes, you can. That means you can't put it in later. <sighs> yeah. yeah. You got to wonder. That's preemptive newscasting, ladies and gentlemen. That's to make sure Adam can't do bad jokes later on. Yeah, and uh, apparently the Yemeni government for this took all the blame for America, said they weren't involved at all, and then they found American casings all over the place. <laughs> it just gives it away. So you wonder why they wouldn't want the uh, regime at the moment to be toppled. Mm. It's unbelievable. The thing that has amused me slightly about all of this is, is that we've gone in to these Arab countries on the point of, oh, it's humanitarian. And America thought we're trying to help these people and help them with their civil rights. It's, you just need Gaddafi to just turn around and just go, Guantanamo Bay. Because America would have to leave then. But. <laughs> so David Fisher's uh, messaged in. <laughs> Again. Wait, I did this on Tuesday as well. <laughs> he messaged uh, myself. He has the most so soothing voice in history. And actually, there was an early message that said that you should be the host because you have a beautiful radio voice. Oh, well. I you thank can read you for stories that. to children. I think someone's no. repeating uh, messages from before about our co hosts. Yeah. <sighs> secret admirer, David. Oh, well. We all, it's not secret, though, is it? You're either hated or loved. Yeah, well. You've I'm a polarising figure. Yeah, he is a mercurial figure. <laughs> I'm like the slobber down Milosevic. <laughs> <laughs> How great to compare yourself to the man. Yeah. Are you going to be working as a faith healer in uh, the future as well? That's Karadich. You we are bad. <laughs> you are bad. You tried and you failed at him. No, he's a, that's what they found him doing. That was Karadich, Karadich. not Milosevic. Oh, no. Jesus. And on your birthday. Do you know what? I feel so genuinely ashamed of myself. Yeah, but I think we should go to a song so right. I can What have you picked? Because Adam's picked all the songs this week. Because without consulting Ben anyone. was too busy ripping me. I was too busy giving him plenty of banter. Banter, it's like saying the death penalty was good and just being an idiot. 
thought you could talk about Ben. We got to talk about the economics. No, not right now. We'll do it afterwards. Okay. So can I can I move on to FIFA? Your okay. section. No one now, will mess about for this. If you didn't know this in the past couple of weeks, FIFA are corrupt. Go on. Cheers, Ben. Right, no problem. FIFA are corrupt, basically. And I'm not going to say that's an allegation because they said it about themselves. Jack Warner and uh, the presidential hopeful Bin Hammam, who has been accused of using bribes for uh, presidency votes. Um, the Ethics Committee have said that there's extensive and evident corruption between the pair of them. And that Jack Warner actually knew about the corruption and when if you give me some money, I won't say anything it's about it. It's pretty obvious that he knew <clears throat> everything. I mean, really, you can't be that high up in FIFA and then just be like, oh, I don't know about anything. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, FIFA has lost even more face by dropping the charges against Warner when he resigned. Because you do resign when uh, you're innocent, don't you? It's the Richard Nick. It's the, uh, the Richard Nixon defence. <laughs> Pretty much. Resign before you can be impeached, <laughs> and then get the next president to pardon you, and everything <laughs> will be okay. <laughs> but um, Jack Warner um, also claimed in emails that you didn't have to sleep with him, you didn't have to like him, you didn't have to eat with him, and you didn't have to talk to him, but to listen to what he had to say. And what he had to say was that Qatar bought the World Cup. And then when people went, so you're saying they bought the World Cup, which is a bit, you know, illegal um he then said oh when i said bought i mean it in a kind of they had a lot of money and they won us over yeah <laughs> they won our bank fair and square <laughs> but uh the fifa ethics committee is kind of just like please don't be corrupt that's the only power it has really can do nothing but once they have the new ethics committee with placido domingo can just go don't do anything and, and then you'll John, say johan cruyff <laughs> yeah um Apparently, in these meetings between Warner, Bin Hammam, and other major figures in FIFA, brown envelopes with money were exchanged. But apparently, that's not suspicious. Um, yeah, so everyone trades money these days. Yeah, that's, it's how you do. You but, can't trust the banks anymore. No, <laughs> no. Blatter has come out in defence of Warner, saying that um, he would, he would come out in defence of him. He's saying he's as corrupt as saying him. that Jack Warner is not corrupt. He merely had an error of judgment. That sounds surprisingly like Mark Oten <laughs> when he got caught with uh, the rent boy. Yeah, male, <laughs> and um, then he went. It was it was because I was to bald. His actions, yeah. <laughs> it was because I was bald, and it was a a, a judgment, an error of judgment. And the thing is, when someone says that they're not corrupt, it was just an error of judgment. You do just think you're saying this because if it turns out he's corrupt, everyone can then find out you're corrupt. Yeah, but. It's good that we had the democratic election to get Blatter with yeah. just Blatter. The single vote democratic. <laughs> Was there even a Ron? No, you can't vote Ron. Can't reopen nominations for it because no one's corrupt enough to do it. So, Seth Blatter can't... also likes cake. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the message, Seth. <laughs> Avid you, listener. You do just have the issue of looking at FIFA going why do you still exist? Why did we not, in, like, 1920, just go, I'm sorry, French, but we're going to sort this out? I think Dean Windass should be the, uh, <laughs> oh, the God. spokesman, at yeah. least. Uh, he seems to know what he's talking about. Chris Kamara, he's got his head screwed on. Andy Gray? Yeah. Richard yeah. Keyes and Andy Gray should be, <laughs> should the, be the, uh, committee? the gender, no, no the gender the, uh, equality committee. Yeah, head committee. of women's football, yeah. certainly. <laughs> Andy Gray and Richard Keyes. No offside, it's just, don't, don't even go there. If you score, you have to take an item of clothing off. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what Andy Gray and Richard Keyes would be all about. Uh, of course, we're not. No. Now, 
looking at FIFA, which pretty much makes any football fan just go, oh, no, and have an utter facepalm. Moving on to our This Week in Life favourite facepalm provider. Obviously, other newspapers can provide facepalms. It's the Daily Fail. It's the Daily Fail with the Daily Mail. See what we did there? We switched the F and the M. It's to make the fail. Yeah, I've not seen this section, so I'm either going to have a hernia from laughing or just sheer rage. (laughs) The thing is, I can't decide whether I want to have the laughing or just cry through the sheer... If there was ever an article, and I know I've said this before, but summed up the Daily Mail, this one is winning it at the moment. It's It's a tough competition as well. Who said recently, the slut walk is the reason why teenage pregnancy is so high. Just uh, (laughs) to anyone who doesn't know what it is, explain what the slut walk is. Basically, the slut walk is a... I think it's an American politician... Canadian. Canadian. Canadian, sorry. Um, Said that the reason why people get raped is because they dress a certain way. Essentially, like, they're dressed that way, thus they're asking for it approach. Yes. Mm. Okay. So, a lot of uh, women and men have come out saying, you know, rape should be about the victims, you should not be trying to persecute the victims. But Peter Hitchin clearly thinks that, you know, the slut walk is going, everyone look really slutty and have loads of kids. Did he not get the intrinsic message? I don't think so. He does write for the Daily Mail. Yeah. He's also said that um, the people on slut walk who have children are using kids as a badge of honour for benefits. And that um, oh, prostitutes dear. are all addicted to heroin <laughs> and use it as a lifestyle because they fail at school. <laughs> That's the obvious one. Don't go and work at McDonald's, just shoot up. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. He said that addicts submit to, submit to their addiction willingly and they buy clothes to uh, look how they do for marketing. Did they, does the guy understand what the word addict means? I, don't, I understand there's a, there's the element of choice originally, but then once you've gone past that, <laughs> you're then addicted to it. That's why it's called being an addict. <laughs> I'm it, gesturing here with my arms. No, it, it gets Love better. It. it really does get better than this. He said for atheism, has promoted drugs, sex, and immoral, immoral, uh, immorality. Immorality, along with immigration and new labour's welfare <laughs> programme. <laughs> no, it gets better. It gets even better. Prostitution should be kept illegal to save future generations from all of this, you know, lack of morality. And it said that although the EU countries would like to change this, further strengthening the point to pull out of the EU. <laughs> it's it's just... well known the gr- the Greeks are just over here. It's like you got to have prostitutes, yeah. man. <laughs> Come on. It's the whole reason we're over it. It's not for the benefits, it's for your prostitutes. <laughs> the only thing which is met, like missing out of this article is house prices and cancer. Yeah, and Diana. <laughs> that it, lit- I think I think you missed a page, and if you went over the page, there would be a little section about Diana, house prices mm. and cancer. No, and Diana is the reason for atheism, because oh. once you died early, people just thought, there must be no God. Yeah, that's, that is right, David. But I think you hit the nail on the head. How he got from the slut walk... Which is a very, very good idea going, you know. Something that supports a good cause. Yeah. To then going, well, we're all atheists and that's why we're all sluts. Yeah. It's kind of going, no, think that, that you can't get A plus one and make three. That doesn't, that's not how it works. That's literally what he's done. Yeah. Rudimentary mathematics fail. But it's becoming quite a problem for the Daily Fail now of going onto the Daily Mail website and picking which one to yeah, look at. Yeah, we can't do it, honestly. We <laughs> just find, like, the, what was it? I think it was the second week we covered the Jean-Claude B- 
being um, a Nazi because his granddad made a plane. Junker. Jean-Claude Juncker, that's it. Um, is obviously a Nazi, according to the Daily Mail, because his grandfather helped design German planes. Um, we've had, what was the other one? Human rights for Eastern Europeans. Yes, yeah, how, um, yeah. we're not allowed to give people human rights because apparently it infringes on human rights to give people <laughs> human rights. I really didn't understand that one at no, all. It was bizarre. It's just Little John and, uh, Peter Hitchens, things like that. Right, great columns. Really, really stellar, stellar work. Well researched. Yeah. Um, I'd still like to put the point forward that the Daily Mail is actually a sat- like a satirical newspaper and, and we're all reading it wrong because in no way could this be serious i think they have been taking the mick for like the last like 50 years <laughs> and they're just laughing because everyone keeps eating it up because it's it's just where where did they get their stats of oh everyone who's a prostitute's addicted to heroin yeah so they did, they did a straw poll wonder what his point is on escorts <laughs> probably pays Ooh. for him i want to make that allegation i don't care i don't even like peter hitchin all he right, does well, actually look like a very scary man. The views of Adam Haynes do not that do not reflect that of Bill of Hem or anyone Calling else. Peter Hitchens out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. I'm, I don't care. I'll call everyone out at the Daily Mail because they write such utter expletives. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to say Peter Hitchens is. Uh, he looks like the kind of man who would stand up in court and say she was asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, that's not a reflection on his character because we don't know him. But he does yeah, write for the Daily Mail. I'm just the lawyer here. We're, we're not making libelous comments. He does write for the Daily Mail. That's though, just so. David Fisher. David. I'll call him a despicable person. Okay. I still think he's disgraceful. Mainly just because A, he writes for the Daily Mail, and B, he's blamed drug, sex, and immor- immorality on her. Uh, he seems atheism. to have linked it to the EU as well, probably. How, how did you get the European Union into this? How, how Maybe the people it? trafficking from the European Union is. The European Union's fault. There should be some kind of tax on people. On people, yeah. <sighs> I think we should write for the Daily Mail. I think it would be pretty good. I mean, I can make up stuff up. <laughs> that's, that's research <laughs> done. <laughs> research. One of my, uh, you know, classic things is just researching. Everyone knows all prostitutes from Eastern Europe. <laughs> that's 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 a fact. Have, having a writing style like a seven-year-old, yeah. or like the Twilight writer. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Or Ayn Rand. <laughs> A certain favourite of this show. Yeah. But P- Peter Hitchin, if you are listening, which I sincerely doubt Outside you are. Outside, <laughs> right now. Yep. Get out there, son. Boom. Welcome back. Uh, we're joined this week by a very special guest. Um, we can't reveal his name, unfortunately, because he should be running a bank. And uh, now, these days, because of the hatred, all banks are protected under the Endangered Species Act. Good day, sirs. Good day, banker. So, um, my first question is, how do you feel your image is portrayed by media and society's opinion of you? I feel the Financial Times portrays us quite well. What you people need to understand is that if we're rich, then it trickles down to you, like when the water from our swimming pools condense and turn into rain. (laughs) Then you get to drink it from a puddle. You see, it's all science. It all comes back round, you see. So, um, you believe in trickle-down economics, like, um, tipping your waiter? Exactly. Exactly. You understand, that's what Maggie taught us. What beautiful hair. Oh, so strong. So dominating. (laughs) Oh, Maggie. Um, uh, getting off, Maggie. Um, a lot of people think you, uh, uh, owe them for bailing the banks out. Would you agree? No. Do you know who we think we are? When we made you rich, 
You didn't complain. You loved us more than your own children. We gave you houses that you could never dream of. Or pay off. We, ge we gave you that 60-inch television. You could watch Jeremy Kyle on it. Think you were better than them. And now you hate us for it. For doing as we were told. Gordon told us there wouldn't be any more bust. So you think the uh, government is as much to blame as you? Gordon encouraged us. He said everything would be alright. It was the only thing we knew. We didn't know any better. What were we supposed to do? I can only afford two yachts. We could only spend two weeks in Saint-Tropez at a four-and-a-half-star resort. And to make it worse, Maria couldn't even afford a tennis coach. Humiliating. She was completely embarrassed. Our daughter, Cordiella, almost ha, ha, had to go to a comprehensive. We couldn't. We couldn't even afford the child she would have had. You people hunt us like foxes. Like what we hunt on a Sunday. Um, is fox hunting not illegal? We used to be above the law. We used to be kings. Now we're only slightly better than you. How could you possibly understand? We had it all. Now there's only seven zeros in my bank account. This is like ethnic cleansing. Where are our human rights? You wouldn't make an asylum seeker live like this. <laughs> it's not been the same since we lost Jeeves. What's the point of anything anymore? <laughs> please, please don't cry. It's awful. It's horrible. Our previous guest, the banker, he he went off into the sunset and just, he's never going to come back. He's already on that cruise ship. <laughs> he looked quite upset, to be honest. I've never seen a man break down into tears that quickly. It's quite distorting. Distorting? I couldn't right think word. of a better word. Terrible. Um, we're going to go back to the econo e economics because we're joined by uh, our economic specialist, Mr. Tom Jassy. Thank you. Who who didn't didn't just happen to uh, walk in as soon as the banker left? Like it was. Great it's quite time. strange the timing, wasn't it? Really. Yeah. Just. I thought I thought I saw someone uh, coming out crying. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the show, anyway, Tom. Thank you. So, Tom, you know what's going on in Greece. You're a first yeah. year economic student. Yes. Tell me about it, Tom. Well, this is for a degree. Let's it's go. it's um, quite sad, really. You know, um, the Greek had a lot of loopholes in their taxes. Like, if you um, you had a house that had a window boarded up or something, you wouldn't have to pay a full amount of tax. Whereas, if it was finished, um, then you would have to pay more tax. So, the, a lot of people left tiles off the roof, things like that, got away with tax. And, is, um, is that actually true? Yeah, um, they have a notoriously what, yeah. low amount of taxpayers for the amount of oligarchs that they have. They have a ridiculously low tax revenue. Yeah, and I, th I think some of their I'm not calling out Greece here, and that's David Fisher to do, but um, I'm saying some of their uh, tax policies may have, could have been a bit further thought through, possibly. Basically, people, it, it, taxes in Greece are more of um do you want to pay them or not? It's not actually, it's a law, but no one really follows it. Mm. If you imagine that balance Adam's just looking sort of squinty-eyed, just not understanding. If you don't have a complete house. You don't have to pay, like, our equivalent of council tax ground rent whatever because it's not finished 
Yeah, a lot of people would have scaffolding on their house and stuff. And that explains well. the Coliseum then. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Rome, mate. <laughs> nice try. Wrong country. Crawford, okay. So basically, as I was saying before, I was really interrupted at the top of the show was that if they don't fix this issue, then the euro is going to go down the pan because no one's ever actually got out of the euro before. When you enter into the euro, there's no way of getting out of it. In the there's there's no contracts. There's no way of getting out. It's the same with joining European Union. You can't get out of it. So the issue is if the, if Greece default on their debts, basically what happens is that they'll end up dumping out of the euro, and that means other countries such as Portugal, uh, Ireland, even Iceland, for example, which doesn't even have the euro. I don't think Adam. That's just bad writing. <laughs> I just put that in to see if you say Icelandish. To be no, honest, I'm not going to say Icelandish because that's not correct. But yeah, basically. Um, economies that aren't doing well with the euro and especially like spain as well and portugal who have radically different economies i keep saying economies and i can't economies i can't help it. i'm sorry basically if if these guys default they might want to get out of the euro as well and then it'll all go down the pan so that's basically what the problem is now you said you want me to expo explain a r rescue fund uh, rescue fund bonds just, just quickly. Basically, what that, happened? Oh, go ahead. Um, just quickly before that, I think one of the main problems as well is um, that they can't use interest rates, monetary policy. Or they want to, they would like to flood the market, reduce interest rates, um, get an economy sort of started. But, but they can't because they can't the European Central Bank. Can I say them. one thing? I think actually works here. But then you're probably going to shout at me because okay. it doesn't. Can they not just devalue their currency? No, because no. there's one currency. Can they not just devalue the euro all over, everywhere though? Yeah, but that will ruin everyone else's economy. And Germany and France have a very vested interest in keeping the euro as strong as possible. Oh, so essentially what I just said there... No, they if they weren't in a single currency, they would have already done that. The markets yeah. would have done that ten years ago. It's it would have Black destroyed. Wednesday. Black yeah. Wednesday all over it's again. It's what Britain did when we when we joined the ERM. We got dumped out of it because we because George Soros basically bought all the pounds and then sold them back to us. So we got basically bankrupt trying to stop the currency devaluing. Basically, they can't do it because they're in a currency that's controlled by like 15 other countries as well. Oh. But anyway, quickly, these rescue bonds, what a bond is, is just basically they go to the government, i.e. the Greek government, the Greek government, and they buy 500 billion euros worth of stock from the government. So that basically means that the Greek government does have to pay it back, but they're normally over terms of like 50 years, 10, 20 year terms. So it's like a long-term loan but you also get some collateral being the stock of the government. So when it eventually becomes profitable again, you get some money back. That's basically what it is. And that's the whole thing. If this kind of stuff keeps happening, the euro and the eurozone and the whole European Union could be threatened by it. That's a serious bit of this week. Political dream could fail. Now yeah. Farage must be like, yeah! Yeah, Nigel Farage must be loving this. He oh. must be going over to Greece and just <laughs> partying. He'd fly over there, but he's frightened it may crush. <laughs> again. <laughs> I, do you know what? I've never really talked about this, but how did he manage to get the banner caught up in the front propeller of a plane? I think he was doing something wrong. They were doing um, aerobatics. They weren't. They were tagging a banner behind them. I got told they were going like up and down and doing some weird stuff. Nothing. I don't know, but maybe it's just God trying to tell him he's wrong, if God existed. Yeah. <laughs> Which we can't confirm nor deny. Yeah. Because it's a bit of a FM rule. <laughs> Adam's just loving Spirit of Rules today. Have we got no, I didn't more? actually mean to there, to be honest. Right, what's the next story? We've talked about... We're talking about Wimbledon. Well, I've got an interesting fact about Wimbledon Can I just interject you? here with what actually happens at Wimbledon? <clears throat> Two people hit the ball backwards and forwards. Occasionally it goes out of bounds. Some people get some points. I'm calling you out, Ben Farmer. Uh, I don't care, because tennis, tennis is, is such abysmal. a beautiful it's sport. A, it's a, it's a, a, before abysmal. everyone starts talking about Wimbledon, I'd just like to give you a brief history of Wimbledon. 
Wimbledon was actually invented by the Wombles as a den. And uh, over the centuries, we've changed into Wimbledon with the first tennis game played there in 2004 by uh, the future mayor-to-be Boris Johnson and John McEnroe with Boris winning 6-3, 6-4, 6-3. Straight sets. <laughs> exactly. And uh, McEnroe chucked his uh, racket out and that's why his attitude problem carried on from there. He was or from 2004, of course, when the height of his career was from like 1970. Time travel? Have you never seen Doctor Who? You're the one who makes Doctor Who jokes. <laughs> is he the? Uh, is he visited Syria at some point? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but I reckon it's got to be Tim Henman's year this year. Mm. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, his his lack of matches in the early part of this year's Wimbledon just puts him at such an advantage. I just thought it's hilarious how they got him back as a commentator. And it's like, normally you get a successful person as the commentator, like, oh, here we have uh, Andre Agassi, like, triple grand, grand Slam winner, for example, or uh, Greg Rosetsky. Now we get Tim Henman, the man who never won anything. It's the Rosetsky BBC's... never won anything. Huh? Rosetsky didn't win anything. Yeah, he did. No, he got to the final of oh, the US was it? Who was it who won that? Greg Rosetsky got to the final This is what I mean, the, I don't uh, know US, tennis. Yeah. So I'm just picking any name that I it's know. It's off right. uh, the BBC's... It's like, getting, it's like getting Roger Federer to commentate. It's off the BBC's bullseye commentary policy. They go, let's see what you could have won, <laughs> and they get to commentate on it for years. So yeah. he gets to look at the people. That's why they get Coulthard doing F1, because he never won a world championship. Yeah. Fair enough. Had to pull over for Mika Hakkinen. Aye. <laughs> Terrible times. But, uh, yeah, I think what uh, the only thing which can uh, stop Tim when he gets into the semi-finals, just through a series of buys, is uh, he'll have an image of Pete Sampras, and he'll sweep him up into his chest there and say, I'm sorry, I can let you go no further. <laughs> Uh, the there was a time when um, he was actually looking like he could advance um, to the final. Unfortunately, um, he was playing Goran Ivanisevic, who Goran. got a wild card, and there was a massive rain break. I know it's because my mum was there. And um, unfortunately, he came out, and Tim just wasn't the same. I think it's Pete Sampras or rain that's just his roadblock. Well, everyone knows that Tim Herman is actually made out of sponge. But once he just soaks up the rain, <laughs> he just you can't get rid of it. He's he tried like to get up to the net to volley, and it's just he has to heavy hands to stand on him in the breaks to try and just uh, squeeze the water out of him. Uh, well known fact: Tim Henman is a sponge. Yeah, <laughs> that is well known. He did do an aerial advert. Yeah. So come on, obviously yeah. other washing powders and yeah. whatever are available. Yeah. He spo and he sponsored Robinson's other drinks companies are available. So um, yeah, he was originally hired as a. Um, a mop for the floor, but then <laughs> he worked his way up. He was made as a mop for the people who actually you know, go on to be successful in tennis. He mops up He was number tears. three in the world for a fair few years. And oh, yeah, but... He was a very good player, just not good enough. Andy Murray's, what, number four at the moment? He's never going to win a Grand Slam. He will do. He won't. He's the Billy Jones. He's the Billy Jones of the tennis world. <laughs> Why say that? Don't because I know Jones. you both love him. Don't bring Billy into this. Carry on. Unfortunately, Andy Murray does have some difficult players to contend with, despite being, I think, better than Tim Henman. Yeah, Miles uh, better than Tim Henman. He's got, um, he's got Federer to contend with. Who's, I know he's coming to the back end of his career, but I think his record speaks for himself. You've Best got Nadal, who people worry about his injuries, but when you watch him play, he's just so strong. This isn't a tennis show, Tom. Um, and then you've also got Novak Djokovic, who is just unstoppable when he gets in his momentum. Thank Ironically, you. he's not Put unstoppable because Federer did stop him. Put down the microphone and carry on eating your strawberries and we'll, yeah. we'll carry on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're going on to um, bad reporting section now, are we? Ironically, it's not the Daily Mail either. What? No, I had to avoid the Daily Mail because Adam has it sewn up every week. It like a Berlusconi... Election. Election, yeah. What the hell? 
What is Adam pressing the news thing? <sighs> I didn't Sorry. press any news. Can you get off your phone and pay attention? For Christ's Please, sake. Fish, go ahead. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of stories from the Express this week. Um, they're talking about uh, EU migration. There's something called the Dublin Arrangements, which means any um, immigrants from outside the EU, if they come to Britain, they can be sent back legally to the country they entered into the EU from. So say they got a boat across to Spain and then came to Britain, we can legitimately go, no, go back to Spain. But, uh, yeah, because of lots of, limig- like, obviously, Libyan refugees, we're now allowed to turn away thousands of them in their oh, time of need. That's also so that's because right. Italians have been get- giving um, the Libyan refugees Italian citizenship so they can move to France. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great show. I thought that. Nice. But uh, the Express didn't be- well, basically said it was a very good thing, and it's just like, you're burdening the countries from the south of Europe just because of where they are. Quite rightly, too. <laughs> they don't get enough of the burden, frankly. God put us here because yes. he loves us. And also the people in the middle of a war that we have helped start just get turned away. But there we go. There's plenty of room in Russia. Same yeah, there. Siberia's quite a nice place. I've heard it's got lovely summers. To quote Berlusconi, Hey, just pretend you're on holiday! Yeah, pretend you're on holiday! <laughs> <laughs> what an impression. That was. <laughs> that is my Berlusconi impression. Yeah. I do and other good Berlusconi impressions too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> get off. We, get off. <laughs> Does that mean we get to bash you in the face of a cathedral? What? Do you not see this? Someone a couple of months ago hit him in the face. They hit him with, with a cathedral. With a, a model minute. of um, oh. Milan Cathedral. I thought you meant an actual cathedral, <laughs> like someone somehow managed to pick up a cathedral and hit Berlusconi with it. Yeah. And I was an like, outbreak of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to another Express story under the headlines of uh, 7 out of 10 people want foreign aid cut. And um, yeah, apparently 70% of people do want this to uh, cut off foreign aid substantially and 47% want, sh- want it ab- abolished altogether. And you think, well, they didn't ask me, so how would they know my opinion? And then you see where the uh, poll came from. It came from a poll of YouGov and the Taxpayers Alliance, who, what, their so only the aim people, in life... Yeah, they're yeah. the kind of people who are already involved in, like, oh, my taxes pay lots of good things, no more foreign aid, thank you. I don't yeah. like it when the foreigners get my money, the yes. British money. So, uh, yeah, all this money being paid out from the taxpayers' funds and the taxpayers' alliance who want to pay a lot less tax don't want it to be there. Yeah, it's that, it. isn't it? They kind of it have a vested shocking. interest, maybe. Maybe yeah. that's a little bias. Are you but saying that they tried to fix the poll? Maybe I'm saying is that the taxpayers' alliance don't want to pay as much tax. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe this is the reason, but who knows, because... Uh, they that's just like, put the headline as if it was like a borderline fact. That's that, that whole poll thing's kind of like asking prisoners if they, if they want shorter jail sentences on the whole, they're yeah. obviously going to say yes. 97% say yes. Yeah, 97% of prisoners would like to be let out. It's it, like, really? It it's, like, it's a report from the Daily Express. Yeah. yeah. It's just the way they presented it almost as fact as like the opinion of the nation. Even the mirror in something they put um, about... Um, new terror laws maybe being risky, but they at least put the quote in quotation marks yeah. to make sure. And it's like, that's the mirror who are hardly sterling, you know. They at least knew to use quotes. Yeah. Well, they get their facts off Wikipedia, don't they? So. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, one week when they reported that, like, James was gay, just in the middle of a story for no reason, <laughs> because that's what the quote had said. Because <laughs> someone had managed to vandalise it. <laughs> nice. For no reason. Your the- mum. That was just in the middle of one of them. <laughs> just your mum. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Mail. 
the predictions for the week. Now, last week you said something like the Conservatives would link immigration to E. coli. Adam, didn't happen, I don't think. <sighs> Sadly, did not happen. I said that E. coli would go away as quickly as it came. It has. It has. It has. So yeah. I think I get a point there. Lads, and yeah. I don't know what Fish said. I can I never remember. remember. <laughs> we really see is we write them down every week and we don't remember them. Yeah, we That's throw the paper in the. They're, bin not, they're all just in my room, <laughs> <laughs> in in my cupboard. But <laughs> cheers for the message. Uh, Who's that from? You because they can't see it. Pretty much. Predictions. Yeah. I think, um, well, next week, we'll, or when we go outside, we'll find the banker just splattered on the floor. <laughs> After jumping off the top of the building. You pushed him too far. <laughs> too far. <laughs> I'm going to predict that the coalition will fall. Again? Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm a second time lucky. Yeah. I'm going to go yes. for it. Um, I've not really got any predictions. I think I'm going to predict a uh, two million to one odds, maybe, um, that Seth Blatter might be accused of... Um, Corruption. Corruption. Good I shout. wonder if a lot of people go down before him. Good shout. And Lemba Opic predicts that Nick Clegg will cry on television. <laughs> I would love to see that. Always a great shout, because that's more than likely to happen. So yeah, this has been This Week in Lies. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs>